Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so grab yours and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 79. Welcome, friends. How are you? Coming to you here on December 5th, 2021. So the holiday season has officially begun. I am drinking some Christmas tea that I got on one of my recent forays out to get fun stocking stuffers for my family. And I got it at World Market, but it's Twinings Twinings Black Tea. It's Christmas tea, and it says, Embrace the magic of the season with the sweet and savory spice flavors of cinnamon and cloves. And it is delicious. So I hope that you have grabbed something fun to drink while we spend this time together so we can pretend that we are basically virtually having tea. I'll tell you one thing that I realized as I was making this cup of tea is that I need a Christmas mug. I do have some Christmas china and I did stop when I was decorating yesterday and have a cup of tea in that china but you know I kind of like a big mug and the china it's very cute it's that it's um I I think it's called happy holidays from a company called Nico it is a a gazillion years old um but I love it and it's just it's very dainty it looks like this the very famous spode Christmas uh, motif I think it was probably a Japanese knockoff of that but I actually like it better so I love that set and I've got a cake stand and some plates and things like that Um, but when I was at World Market I did find two cute Christmas mugs and I thought to myself okay I'm gonna walk around and shop and if I still want them at the end of the trip I will come back and get them and you know what I completely forgot (laughs) as soon as I was checked out I was like oh I wanted a Christmas mug I don't so that's on my on my list I need a cute Christmas mug um so here we are we're we're in the holidays yesterday I uh, decked the halls I um set up the tree which is we use an artificial tree i have no shame about that i do not find the joy (laughs) at all (laughs) in real trees um they we've had so many disasters with them um and it's pre-lit and i like to just leave the lights on it um until this has become our our college kid tradition is wait till the college kids come home and then you know, we decorate. Not that they really love to decorate the tree, but I like to have them decorate the tree. I cut more, unwrap the the ornaments, and um, and they hang them up. And every year we kind of use yet less and less. That has been the the theme, the direction that I've been going with with these holidays, especially Christmas, is to do less and less. Now, don't get me wrong. Christmas is a season of abundance and festivity and. Um, and special traditions, but um, I think it's so easy to go overboard, and I am so guilty of that. Um, and I noticed I, I really started the last, even this is probably the third year in a row where I keep putting less and less of our Christmas decorations out. And I need to really get on Pinterest and and um, on Instagram and be and and like take some screenshots or save some pins of of like tablescapes that inspire me. Um, I am going to go take pictures of how I've arranged the decorations. I do this every year. I think I'm going I'm to take a picture so that I don't have to think about it so hard the next year, but I never do. I did go back to see if I had taken any pictures the last two years, and I had not. Um, but that does give me the ability to kind of shake it up from year to year, and some people might find that, you know, like invigorating. I find it a little bit stressful. But um, 
I learned a long time ago to pretty much strip away the existing decor on tabletops to just make room for the Christmas stuff. But in some ways, I am now beginning to think that that's might be a little bit overboard on the Christmas things. And, I, and I'm, I'm really going more towards, uh, I want to have more natural decorations and maybe live decorations that actually I don't have to store, but that just get, you know, composted or whatever at the end of the season. So I was at Trader Joe's today and I bought two, um, what are we called? Almost bouquets of greens. Um, one has pine and um, juniper and the other one, I don't know what it is, more like eucalyptus with some of these berries. And I do have them in a vase on my desk and they look very pretty and they smell really good. But what I will also use those for is I'm going to definitely be wrapping our packages again this year. Something that I tried last year and I wasn't sure that it was going to go over with my family. Um, brown paper packages tied up with string, just brown butcher paper, you know, baker's twine um, with little tucked in little pieces of rosemary from our garden or um, juniper, just little snips of eucalyptus, just a little bit of greenery. Um, we do have a new doggy, Bailey, who's settling in very well. So I won't put anything. I, I do think that things like um, uh, candy canes look really good, but I don't think I'm going to leave anything edible, ed edible out like that. And it'll be very interesting to see what she thinks of um, these live things on the packages and whether she's going to want to eat them. She hasn't been that type of dog that wants to eat things like that. So we'll see. But um, what I did notice is I did the whole thing yesterday and realized, oh, this isn't how you like to do this anymore. The last couple of years, um, okay, I should first say that I like spaces between my holidays, so I'm not one to put anything up about Christmas before Thanksgiving, and I usually like to wait a little way, like the weekend after Thanksgiving, which is what this is, to start with the Christmas stuff. But you know what I like more? putting up the Christmas tree and just leaving it with the lights and that being the only thing. And then maybe later that week, put up the garlands and the lights. That that could be all of Christmas for me. I wrapped the stairs and last year I got some battery powered lights, <laughs> which are so nice. You don't have to worry about the, the cords. Um, I hang up garlands and lights over a window in the kitchen and a window in the front room and um, over the French doors to go to the backyard, the front door, you know, so wreaths, just greenery and lights. That to me is, is really the most thing, thing I love about Christmas decorations. And then live with that and then add the, the Christmas decorations that kind of go on the tabletops and stuff. And so I'm gonna create a piece of paper this year <laughs> and um, I don't know where I should do this. Maybe I will create a note and then a reminder to check the note. Oh, that would be good. But I'm going to tell myself like, okay, Thanksgiving weekend, put up the tree later that, you know, and just, and tell myself what works. So I don't have to keep reinventing the wheel, which is what I'm doing. Because um, I just really like to take it more slowly because it was kind of exhausting and yesterday because I also, you know, kind of have to clean and then it's not as fun. And then I don't, I, I feel like I'm not as thoughtful about it because I just want it done. And I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to rush Christmas. Um, so, so that is done. And I enjoyed very much this morning sitting there in the family room with the lights on on the tree, cup of coffee, um, and working in my silk and sonder um, December journal. And just really, you know, 
um, using their prompts. Um, the, the theme is indulgence this month and um, making some notes. You know, I keep the part of it as sort of a sentence a day journal and kind of catching up on that. It was, it was so nice. I just, I love this time of year and just how cozy it all, it all feels. The, um, my two college boys are coming home next weekend. And that was the other reason I wanted to get everything up is because I wanted them to come home to a decorated house because I think that's kind of fun for a college kid to do that. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I know they will be hugely relieved once they get here because one of them will be done with college and one will have just finished his um, first quarter of college. So, you know, finals done. It'll be wonderful. And while I still have um, some Christmas shopping to do, I feel more organized about it. I sat down yesterday, made a list of what I had, just made my lists. And if I feel organized, then I feel in control. I will say that if you're looking for some fun stocking stuffers and you have a world market or cost plus, whatever it's called near you, I found some um, fun tea and just good stocking stuffers, beef jerky, some kind of unusual candies um, and things like that. So that was a, a fun little shopping trip to just um, get some unusual things. And I think I kind of fleshed out the rest of the stockings with uh, Trader Joe's stuff and, and things like that. But World Market has, you know, like British candies and um, for my husband, like little um, brandy filled candies, just kind of some weird stuff that I think is, is fun to have at Christmas time. And I'd like to thank the Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. As you know, the Fat Quarter Shop is the biggest online purveyor of quilting and cross-stitch supplies in the world. They have a huge selection of quilting fabrics, all the big names, all the new lines. It's exactly where you want to be to buy your when you're buying your fabric online. I actually had the privilege of picking out a few items to talk about from Fat Quarter Shop, and I wanted to do that because if you are looking to... Um, tell somebody some things that you would like <laughs> for your stocking, um, I've got a few ideas for you, or if you have a quilter in your life. My favorite thing here is called the um, Stash and Store, and it is their own line of a little storage system. It's a uh, sort of oval-shaped plastic box with a silicone rubber um, little uh, thing on the top where you can just easily store any of your, your quilting tools, like um, especially little scissors, small rulers. Um, my um, seam ripper is always in there and you can keep it right next to your sewing machine. And I don't know about you, but I'm always losing my scissors. <laughs> I have multiple pairs of these little snips, but I have one pair that I love the most and I want them right there next to my sewing machine. It comes in two sizes. I got the larger one. The smaller one would have been fine as it turns out. And they come in super cute colors. I got the aqua because that's my signature color and I love it. So it's called the Stash and Store. Um, and that's at the, it's a Fat Quarter Shop. Um, you know, it's their own product there. The other thing I got is something I've always wanted. And it's, again, it's like a little notions holder. It'd be perfect to hold so many little things, uh, embroidery threads, pins, needles, um, uh, bobbins, things like that. And it's just a little wooden caddy that is built out of um, rulers, like wooden old fashioned rulers. And it is just such a cute thing to have sitting out by my sewing machine with just all the little odds and ends so that things are not rolling all over my table. I think that's super cute. I'll put links in the show notes to these things. Um, but I'm loving those two things. And the last one I want to talk about is really fun. They're called Magic Pins. And I love, I love me a skinny pin. And I got the fine ones. But they've got this big rubber 
grip on them and they're heat resistant so that you know you can um, iron you don't have to worry about ironing over them and um, they come in a great little a little package and so um, I got the uh, it's a hundred pins and I got the fine and I'm loving using those so those are just like a, a few fun little things that you can get at Fat Quarter Shop oh and I talked last week about the insulated tumbler um, called My Happy Place from, from Lori Holtz. And I'll be giving one of those away. And that has become my constant companion um, these last few weeks of me trying to make sure I drink enough water uh, during the winter here. So those are some um, really useful things for, for the quilter in your life. And maybe that quilter in your life is you. Uh, again, I will put links in the show notes. Check them out. All right, let's talk quilting. If my voice sounds a little funny, I've had a cough for quite a while and I'm kind of struggling with it. So I keep I keep muting myself here. So what are you working on right now quilting wise? Um, around Thanksgiving, I or I guess in the last podcast, I mentioned that I think that I had sewn the wrong color white binding onto a quilt, my Cabin Valley quilt. And I finally did get it out into the light. And yes, indeed I did. And I posted the question in the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group, which is different than the page. Like there's a, you know, a page you can like, but there's a group that's a private group where we kind of continue some of these conversations. And I asked if people would have ripped it out. And I kind of expected a lot of people to go, I would have left it. But I don't think anybody said that. I think almost everybody said, no, I could not live with that. And of course, I could not. It's ripped out. Um, I have not really put the my dining room back turned it back into a sewing room since Thanksgiving actually so I have not put the proper color um, binding on but I do want to do that this week before it gets kind of commandeered with um, college boy um, computer setup and then Christmas dinner and all that so I need to to make sure I do that because I love having handwork this time of year I don't really even um, I mean past years I have done lots of machine sewing as a matter of fact but this year I think it's going to be mostly handwork as a matter of fact one thing that I wanted to just say is um, how much I have enjoyed taking out all the handmade things from previous years um, I've got uh, I, I, we've handmade stockings that are you know patchwork um, I've got a number of table runners I've got coasters and tea mats and I put all of that stuff away and I pack it away with the Christmas stuff. So when it comes out, it's just like seeing old friends and I am so, so enjoying that. Um, so I think that really um, my my crafting time for this month is really going to be um, doing that binding. I've got a couple of hand quilting projects that I um, can also work on and I am just steadily, steadily working on my elementary wrap um, knitting project. I was working on it last night. I finally am into the second ball. I think last time I talked about, um, I was right at the end of the ball of yarn. You know, I have three balls of yarn and it was like the never ending. It just, I kept knitting and knitting and the thing never got smaller. I finally made it through into the second one and it will seriously, it will be a wrap that will not be done till next year. And frankly, I have a sock that I could finish. So I have a number of handwork projects to finish. Um, you know, to work on during this time, which uh, I, I like just because it's quiet. It's something that we can do while we're watching TV or hanging out with family. So that is kind of where my, my priorities are. Um, but in some ways, I do kind of miss knocking out those Christmas um, projects during Christmas, you know. Um, I, and I, I definitely have some projects that I would like to do. I have some Christmas panels 
that I just bought because I loved. And um, one day I'm going to use those panels to, um, in, in that sort of stack and slash, <laughs> I don't know what's that called. I have a, uh, it's a type of, of quilting where you stack them up. You cut, you cut up the panels and sew them into, I think it's half square triangles and put them together and it creates this amazing effect. And then you just, you do put like one panel on the back of the quilt so you can see what it was, but it truly turns it into an abstract um, type of quilt. And I think that is going to be my best bet with the panels because I've tried many years to figure out how to make a quilt out of them. And I just, I just can't come up with anything that works. So someday I will do that. It will not be this year though. I do have a quilting book that I want to talk about, um, and it's from CNT Publishing, and it's from Christina Camelli. I don't know if you know her. She's one of those free motion goddesses, and this is called Free Motion Combinations, Unlimited Quilting Designs, and the way she has created this book is so clever, so clever. She teaches you how to make different motifs. So here we have leaves, flowers, pebbles, spirals, paisleys, branches, things like that. Just your standard designs. And what's also very cool about this is that the motifs are all hand drawn. And so it's like as if she just drew them on a piece of paper. And what I find so encouraging about this is that they don't look perfect. I'm like, okay, when I doodle quilting designs, on paper, I am discouraged by how messy they look. And Angela Walters has tried to teach me over the years that um, how you draw them, they, it, it always looks better <laughs> in fabric and thread. That if you watch her draw them, they're a mess. And she's always like, I swear, it looks better. It looks better. I know, I know this looks terrible. And I find that really reassuring. So she teaches you some basic motifs like you know ones we've all tried then she teaches you how to combine them to create layers of designs she has um, some designs for channels and then it's like she has all these elements and then they're going to come together at the end then she has all over motifs and we know what these are these are swirls these are meanders and paisleys and pebbles things like that you know a million people have written about that and that's fine but then what she does is she has this whole, I'm going to look at it, more than half the book are ways to put these together. And um, the left side of the page is, the whole page is just a quilt where she has done this. And then she shows you, again, hand-drawn, the elements that she's combined. And on the right-hand side, the whole page is an all-over design of showing how she put this together. So you see like how you could practice sketching it out on a piece of paper, which is on the right. And then you can see how it will look in fabric and thread on the left. And they are combination designs. Some of them, like this one's called Firecracker and it's got a swirl plus, I don't know, what does she even call that? It's like a zigzag thing. Um, and it's just, these are the two elements and here's how it looks all together. And as you go through, she combines more and more until you get what's kind of looks like a graffiti quilt. Like this one I really like, it's called Floral Embrace. And it's exactly the type of motif that I would ask my long armor to use on a quilt. And it's just got a an S-curve, a teardrop, some uh, little, little um, pebbles inside, uh, what looks like a little pea pod kind of thing, and then she just has it all together. Um, am, I, am I explaining this? Do you get what I'm saying? She's teaching you how to, in some ways, do graffiti quilting, but with a plan. 
Um, here's another one called Harvest, which is just a lot of leaf shapes, but they're done in slightly different ways so that it's not the same shape over and over. So anyways, um, I'm keeping this book. It's called Free Motion Combinations, and I think the simplicity of how they presented the material is, is going to be so key that I could just flip through and go, okay, all right, I really like this one. Here, I flipped right back to Floral Embrace. I can practice all the elements, and let me just practice putting them together. Um, you could even trace it on if you wanted to, but I think I would just want to practice it. And again, I'm looking at where she has drawn it freehand, and it's kind of a hot mess in some areas. Like, those pebbles don't look great. <laughs> <laughs> where she wrote, you know, drew them with a pen, but do they look fabulous in the um, quilt? They really do. So anyways, I'm loving that. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about is CNT is into puzzles now. Uh, last year I did this great puzzle. It was a Bonnie and Camille. Um, it was like a flat lay of threads and, and patterns and fabrics and quilts and stuff that they had created. And, and, um, I did that. We had, we did it, you know, over New Year's Eve, which is kind of our, our thing. And then I sent it off to, uh, my friend, Sarah Goer. She did it. She sent it and hopefully, and we signed the inside of the box. Um, and hopefully that is making its way from quilter to quilter. That was the intent. Well, this year, the, the puzzle that I, um, they sent is a K facet, 1000 piece puzzle and it's um it looks like it's paper you know the the image is of a, a fussy cut um quilt that's kind of like grandmother's flower garden and in, in that paper piecing kind of way anyways um this thousand piece puzzle I've, I've really decided i like 500 piece puzzles so i'm going to give this away so um during the month of december i will be giving away a tumbler this quilt, um, this quilt puzzle, and um, that drawing book that I talked about last podcast. So stay tuned for those. Um, so that is uh, super fun. I love, I love the like the quilting puzzles. I think that is so fun. Let's move on to books. Last podcast, I had said that I had uh, purchased the book Cain and Abel from Jeffrey Archer from the audiobook source Chirp, and I was probably in the middle of it at that point, and I did finish it, and it is a fantastic story. If you love those epic tales of, you know, you start when someone's born and you go till they die kind of a thing, it is a fabulous story with many twists and turns, and uh, so I cannot recommend that, um, cannot recommend that highly enough. So that's Cain and Abel by Jeffrey Archer. Um, and I read a, a review, um, the modern Mrs. Darcy, she has lots of books, book recommendations, and she actually had a, um, a list of books. If you like the, you know, the epic stories, here's a few books for you. And one of them was, um, that she mentioned was called Cutting for Stone. It came out probably 15 years ago. I remember very well going to my gynecologist um, and we were just somehow talking about books and she said I'm reading Cutting for Stone and it is so good you have to read it and I've meant to read it ever since I'm not very far into it so I don't know why I always talk about books I haven't actually read um, but I am uh, looking forward to that and that is about um, I think part of the reason she liked it it is about a doctor um, and um, so I will tell you more about that when I've read it but I'm sure many of you have already read that I also just hopped on to Chirp um, again, it's a, it's an audiobook thing and just looked for 
things that were on sale. That's my thing is I just, I, I never pay the $25 for the book. I just find one that's two or $3.99. And I downloaded a few, one of them. And again, this is not serious literature, but have I had fun listening to this while I've been running errands um, for, I think it was like $2.99. Maybe it was 99 cents. It was crazy. I got um, a little six book pack called the Tea Shop Cozy Mysteries. And it's about our heroine in that um, little set of books is called Willow Foxglove. And she's, I don't know, you know, they make her sound really old. And the older I get, I start to resent. I'm like, how old is she? I feel like she's talking about things that I... (laughs) like we're from my childhood Uh, but I'm like I she sounds like she's 70 but I think she's really more like 60 but she's retired and um you know she's just like a Miss Marple character where she just keeps stumbling into dead bodies um but she keeps a very um a cool garden where she grows all these um herbs that she mixes into her own herbal teas which reminded me that I've been meaning to plant like a chamomile patch over by my swing chair in the patio so that that would smell really good over there so I made a note to grow some chamomile come come spring so those have been super cute they are you know you know they we are these are not Louise Penny mysteries these are super just throwaway cozy mysteries the the equivalent of a hallmark mystery Um, and I also downloaded the screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis I have aspired to read C.S. Lewis for a few years C.S. Lewis and Wendell Berry are two authors that I everyone I know says that I need to read because I would love them and for some reason I just haven't so um, I thought maybe an audiobook might be the thing to get me over the, the hump on that. I should look for a Wendell Berry book. I should look for Hannah Coulter or, yeah, that's what I should do. Because sometimes audiobooks are things that kind of, you know, get me when I'm stuck. But the book that I am excited to talk to you about, I probably talk to you about every, every December that I've had this podcast, and it is called Winter Solstice by Rosamunda Pilcher, one of my very favorite authors. And this is my, it's like my favorite Christmas story. Um, and it is about a, an older, a woman who is um, Alfreda. She's retired and she lives alone and she uh, has moved to this new town where she befriends the, um, the man who is the, what do I want to say, the, the organist at the local church. He's married with a, a young daughter and um, they strike up this friendship and tragedy strikes and um i won't even go into that uh, there's even parts some years i skip like the first quarter of the book so i don't have to to read the part about the tragedy but for whatever reason they set off to scotland and they are not going to celebrate christmas and um this follows several different people so it's their story plus a few other people and how you know how they all come together and how they're not going to celebrate Christmas and they celebrate Christmas in what I think is the you know the most authentic way it's like the the way the the whole story comes together is everything that I want Christmas to be and um, I absolutely love it and I know I'm not the only person I didn't realize this but I have since found out that many people reread this book every year at Christmas. So I highly recommend Winter Solstice by Rosamunda Pilcher. 
So well, next is when I talk about movies and shows. And you probably are thinking that I'm going to tell you a bunch of Christmas movies to watch, but I have not even gotten into any Christmas movie watching. I don't necessarily love Christmas movies, but we do need to introduce a few. So if you have any recommendations, I would love them. Um, I don't, I'm not into the Christmas Hallmark movies. As much as I love my little lightweight cozy mysteries, the lightweight um, Christmas movies don't do it for me. Um, but I need, I need something. You know what we generally watch is Die Hard. <laughs> so we're one of those families that Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie. Um, but December is the time for comfort shows, right? So my husband and I are back to my beloved Madam Secretary. I cannot say enough good things about that show. Absolutely love it. Um, I did discover on acorn and i'm sorry i realized like i i'm always talking about acorn shows because that is my go-to when i sit down to do any kind of handwork um i go straight to acorn and there's a new one out this year a new show called the madame blanc mysteries and um i've not watched coronation street which is a british show but apparently this woman who stars in it is from coronation street and i believe she wrote it too so it's about a, a woman who she's she's british She's an antiques dealer, and um, she buys a lot of antiques from this little town in France. And but she doesn't usually go there. Her husband does that part of it. But um, I will just tell you right now, he is killed in the first two minutes of the first episode. So she goes there to this Saint Victoire, and um, she is ultimately trying to find out who killed him, but keeps stumbling upon. <laughs> other mysteries to be solved sometimes murders and what's really fun about it is that she is an antiques dealer and she really knows her stuff so she really knows about art and and there's just a lot of um background about all kinds of you know sort of interesting pieces there and there are a lot of great characters in the show um her what this guy that becomes sort of her sidekick he's kind of a um his man Friday kind of deal, you know, he's the taxi driver and the handyman and, and, um, they make a great, uh, pair to solve these mysteries. So I think there's like six episodes out for some reason, uh, only four have dropped on, on Acorn right now, but that has been, um, a, a great new show. So that's Madame Blanc. And I just popped over to PBS. I'm like, what is going on on PBS? And I picked up where I left up left off on Grant Chester. If you've never, never watched the Grant Chester mysteries, those um, are really good. I really love the first few seasons with the original vicar named uh, Sydney, but there's, there's a new one now and he's fine. And the, the uh, Jordy is still the inspector. So it, it, it's all good, but I really did love the beginning of that series as is so often <laughs> the case. So that's uh, what I've been, um, doing you know uh, watching while I'm doing my handwork and I would love to know what kind of Christmas movies you guys are watching so I'll put that as a prompt in the the Facebook group but if you just want to you know email me leave a comment on the show notes or whatever would love some recommendations and thank you to Silk and Sonder for being a new sponsor of the podcast Silk and Sonder is a monthly journal subscription that I have been adoring for the last few months um, I just recently received my December journal and it is the theme of indulgence, which is such a perfect um, theme for December because it kind of helps you figure out what, what is your indulgence? What is the indulgence that you want to, to make? What are your indulgences for December? I mean, obviously 
um, there are gifts and food, but I kind of zoomed in on thinking about the indulgence of time, that, that December is a time that I want to make sure that I make time for seeing my friends, that we make time as a family to um, do our, our traditions and just, especially with kids out of the house, that we spend time just hanging out and chatting. So there's different kinds of indulgences. The thing that I love about this monthly journal is that you get a fresh start every month, which I know sounds a little strange, but once you, you know, have you, have you ever been scared off of going back to a journal or a planner because you feel like there's too many blank pages? Well, that doesn't matter. No matter how much or little you use one month, you get a fresh start the next month. Um, I always keep a, a gratitude list. What's cool about them is that there are new prompts and a new coloring page and a new recipe and, and things like that every single month. But there are pages that my friend Vicki described as being like old friends. And I feel exactly the same way. There are monthly and weekly planning pages, um, some nice either to-do lists. I use them as sentence, uh, you know, a few sentences of a day journal um, and lots of community with, with Silk and Sonder. They have an app that you can get inspiration from other people's pages. So it's this great combination of planner, self-care, and journal. And you just get out of it, whatever you put into it. And um, I'm loving it. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. If you would like to give it a try, I have a code of SHE, S-H-E 15, which will give you 15% off any sort of a subscription, whether it's a one month or three month subscription. So you may want to check them out. Okay, let's finish this podcast up with just a little bit more holiday talk. I felt bad that I did not talk about Advent resources last podcast, and we are now a little bit into December, but that is not going to stop me because you can start celebrating Advent, which is the the run-up, you know, to Christmas anytime you want. So let me just tell you some of the resources that I've really been enjoying. Last year, I purchased the Shadow and Light uh, Advent book by Tish Oxenreiter. You might know her from, um, she was a simple mom for for many years. I think she's rebranded herself now, but this is a great Advent book. It's hardbound. It's blue. It's it's blue with gold writing on the front. It's beautiful. And um, so this is a very religious, you know, side of Advent where it's, she has um, readings for every day starting four weeks before Christmas. And so she has what is, what you know, her writing about it, which I guess could, could be described as a devotional. There's always some scripture. And then there's three um, things at the end. Ask, listen, and reflect. So ask is something that you can journal about. Um, and like I just flipped open to a page here and the ask is, in what ways have you enjoyed the season of Advent this week? Another question might be, what is your honest hope for this third week of Advent? She has created a Spotify playlist um, to go with this book that I've been playing nonstop. So for this particular day, she tells you which song from that playlist to listen to. And then this is really cool. Reflect is she has created a, a resource. Of, there's She has a piece of art for you to look at each day um, that is that is, you know, Advent nativity related. So um, I feel like it just hits on all the things. It gives you a little bit of scripture, something to journal about, um, something to listen to, and some art to look at. So it's a gorgeous, gorgeous resource. The other um, resource that I've enjoyed is from um, this company called Salt. I talked about it for the um, for a Lent resource. They have an Advent 
this this company has put together an advent booklet for I think it's about eight or ten dollars and um, they also have some scripture and some things to talk about but what they do is they refer you to the poems of Mary Oliver from her book Devotions and um, you can get all the, the the poetry actually online but I during Lent I did buy this book of Mary Oliver poetry this collection called Devotions and that has been really nice to to really um, meditate on some of those that poetry during the season. Now, on the more fun side, um, is the Jackie Lawson digital advent calendar. And if you hear me talk about this and you think, "Oh, I'll do that next year," just buy it. Just buy it this year. <laughs> and there's no affiliate link or anything. But it's five dollars. So it is a little app. You can do it on your um, like I do it on my tablet. You can do it on your desktop or on a phone, but it's a little app and every day. Okay. So Jackie Lawson is um, an illustrator and she apparently does these like animated cards. People know her for that. I only know her from this advent calendar. I did it last year. Last year it had a Nordic theme. This year it has a London theme. So it is a, um, you open it up and there's this whole city of London and you move things around. Um, and it's just, it's the, the illustration is layered and it's beautiful. And each day there's a little ornament that opens up and then something happens. It's usually some sort of an animation with music and it's absolutely delightful. And then you actually have a home base, like you have a London townhouse and in the London townhouse is this beautiful room and you can just play around with, you can decorate the tree in different ways. You can turn the fire on and off. You can decorate the whole room. There are games to play. There's puzzles you can put together. Um, there's a, a particular game. I don't know what it's called where you line up these little dots. Um, there's uh, some recipes. There's just all these things that you can just sit there in the morning with your coffee and kind of play around. And it is absolutely delightful. So I will put a link in the show notes and I'm sorry I didn't tell you about this before, but you can go back and do the days that you haven't done. It's not like, you know, to watch the, the day when you find the day's ornament and the desk's little animation. I mean, we're talking, it's 30 seconds. You can catch up. So um, I'm definitely just absolutely enjoying that. The other thing I did this year, I did do this ahead, is um, I bought one of those Advent candles that have the days marked on them. So you just burn it down a little bit each day. So as the, the candle's getting shorter, you're getting closer to Christmas. And uh, I had a couple of those when the kids were little and I had a hard time finding them, but they're not hard to find on, on Amazon now. And I even got one of those, so it it's a taper candle. And I got one of those old fashioned um, taper candle holders, you know, like Winnie the Pooh would be carrying. It's like a, it's like a tin. Um, so it's metal. It's, so it's kind of rustic looking and it's so perfect for that taper candle. As a matter of fact, I was looking for something exactly like that as my um, souvenir from when I went to Norway, because it's very Scandinavian looking, but I never really found the, the right thing. So I have that now. So we're, you know, burning that down each evening. So all of those things are just, you know, these fun ways of, um, you know, with the shadow and light, help me keep focus on, you know, the, the true meaning of Christmas for me. And same thing with the Mary Oliver's, but M Mary Oliver devotions, poems, but, um, the Jackie Lawson thing is just, you know, it's just fun. So I hope that you find some of those useful. I wanted to share a little bit too about, um, some of the things that are just on my Christmas wish list, because I know sometimes, um, we have trouble coming up with things for ourselves. And I've already given you some ideas for notions, but I, for one, I just, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I used to just 
put everything on a wish list, every little thing that was not a necessity because that's kind of where we were financially. But at this point, I kind of buy most of the things that I want because my wants are, are pretty small. But um, I do have two books on my wish list that I wanted to share with you. One is the Floret Farm Dahlia book. And um, I don't know if you guys follow Floret Farm. And apparently there's a documentary somewhere and I need to, to find out where that is. But I have the her original flower book even though, I mean, it's more inspirational than anything for me to just flip through and think about how to grow these these um, cut flowers. But I have really fallen in love with dahlias. And at Floret Farm now, I think they are mostly, they, they used to actually sell flowers. I think she mostly sells seeds now. And she just um, has these fields, these huge fields of gorgeous flowers, you know, of dahlias of all different, you know, varieties. And... Um, Anyway, so her her book looks spectacular. I would love to go see it. It it is her the farm is actually up in Washington by right by where we go to a lake house every other year. But it is in fact their home, and you cannot go visit it. I called to try to find out a few years ago, but um, so that book is I'm excited about. We'll see if somebody gets it for me. Um, and the other two books, they're also, they're, they're these gardening books, basically, um, by Christy Purefoy. She does a podcast called um, Out of the Ordinary. I really like her. If you follow her on Instagram, she just, she takes gorgeous photos and she has a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous garden. So she's got two books that I'm interested. One of them is called Garden Maker. It's actually not technically out until January, but again, it's just, I, 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 I feel called to try to keep improving my garden. I absolutely love to be outside and I think it's the best thing for me from a mental health standpoint. And I've said it for a million years, but I really think we're giving up the vegetable garden and I want to turn that whole section into a cut flower garden. And so I need all the inspiration and know-how that I can find. And then she has another book called Placemaker um, that is just, it's, it's really about creating space, creating a place for family and um and that appeals to me you know from a homemaking um and spiritual perspective so much so those are the the books that are on my list and um and i you know i read a lot of ebooks and um oh as a matter of fact that's the other thing i did ask for is the nicer kindle i want to get off my ipad from reading because i want to not be distracted by social media but the kindle i have an old kindle and it's got a very small screen and i like the size of my ipad mini screen so i got the i forgot what it's called i'll put a link if you're interested but it's just maybe it's called the oasis um and it's got a much the new kindle has a much bigger screen it actually solves all my problems that i have with kindle it has a bigger screen it has the warm light so that i can read it in bed and not have the blue light and um it's water resistant so you can read it in the tub and if you drop it it'll be okay so it solved all my issues i literally sat in the tub with my kindle in a ziploc bag before so I read mostly in ebooks. I love ebooks books. I have no problems with ebooks, but I've learned there are certain types of books that I need the actual book. And these these like these books of about flowers and gardening, um, are, and cookbooks. I don't do well with um, Kindle cookbooks either. Those are ones that I want the actual book. And then beyond that, I just I want to like pampering things. I've 
I've always wanted one of those like um, sort of bamboo trays that go over um, the the bathtub, you know, for your caddy. And, and I put one on my Amazon wish list that even has a little slot for your Kindle um, and um, a, a fancy neck pillow. And, you know, my family is pretty much good about getting me something like a pedicure or a massage. So things that, um, you know, are more experiences. So if you're kind of looking for ideas about how to treat yourself, maybe you you might draw from from that as well but beyond that um, I hope that you guys are just you know enjoying the 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 faster pace of the holidays is part of what makes it um, different you know and special but um, I guess my goal is and I, my wish for you guys is to keep it you know within the bounds where it feels special but not overwhelming so I will probably be popping in one more time before Christmas. Um, so I hope that you guys have a wonderful week and definitely keep an eye out for those um, giveaways that are going to be coming up. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, on Instagram as Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day private Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going. Have a lovely week.